0: Which of you space dogs has the guts and know how to harpoon that whale? I spent a semester in Africa harpooning giraffes, and giraffes are basically just land space whales. Miss Wong, you have the poon. Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled.
1: I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 15, Mobius Dick. I am just going to come
0: out and say it. I, I, speaking of, uh, jerks, um, if you will, th- the weather was a jerk to us this week. I want to point out here in uh, the, the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, um, it snowed and not a lot. You would think that, you know, a lot of snow would be enough to shut down this town, but no, it's just an inch or two.
1: Yeah, no, it was, I was working from home today and I had, uh, there's a, a a Twitter account that I follow, uh, which is just Portland traffic alerts and i was just watching it be like spin out spin out accident (laughs) spin out
0: i shouldn't laugh but it's amazing this this city doesn't know how to to drive in the rain which is an amazing concept um but we doubly don't know what to do in the snow so even an inch uh, or dusting and it turns into mad max winterland i don't understand
1: i'm so i'm from colorado originally i'm literally (laughs) wearing a Colorado flag (laughs) t-shirt because I needed to feel redeemed in some way for working from home after we got like an inch and a half of snow if that it's like not even that I don't think but I felt pretty vindicated from that Twitter account (laughs) I was just talking about how many people were spinning out and whatnot so yes we are recording in two different places this is a brand new it, feature it's um, an
0: experiment
1: i'll put it that way well because we had that one time last year where we got you got snowed in yeah. at your place again with like an inch and a half of it's snow.
0: it's absolutely true this this year's better because i have a hot water heater <laughs> um so that's good
1: i'll put it that way did you not have one last year uh, it
0: had just gone out and we, we had, we couldn't like, well, first off, you can't take a shower because it's freezing. It's outside. It's cold in the shower. It's cold. I don't, I'm not a fan of cold showers myself. So it's like, well, this, th- I, we're going to smell bad for a bit, huh?
1: <laughs> and that's the real reason why I didn't let you into my apartment to record that audio. You know, fair though. I, I have no <laughs> argument there. So apologies if our sound quality is a little different than what you've come to expect from this fine audio production. But we will not be deterred from making the podcast,
0: even though the entire mother nature is against us. We are
1: coming to you in your earbuds, even though the snow says no. I did not think you were going to go with Mother Nature when you started that very long mother, uh, but <laughs> that's fine. This is a family show. It, uh-huh. And um, but yeah, we're just like we're just like the mailman. Um rain and sleet and snow mm-hmm. and all of that won't deter us. I will point um, out that
0: in parts of the polar vortex, it did get down to negative 30 and the USPS did stop delivering mail.
1: Oh, yeah, no, if it was negative 30, you think I'd be doing this podcast right now? I'd be under five blankets. <laughs> We'd, um, I'd
0: be making a fire in my home. I do not have a fireplace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, good times. Good times in this city that does not know how to drive on snow. It's incredible. Or, you know, have the infrastructure to blah, 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 blah. Well,
0: I, I uh, we, we could I feel have a legitimate conversation about that because we don't need it most of the time. But then a, uh, an inch comes and we need s- some kind of plow. Mr. Plow, maybe.
1: I'm sorry, you said an inch comes and we need some kind of plow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, mm. <laughs> whoa, we, we're coming with a weird energy
0: since we're in different places today. Uh huh. Um, we haven't talked to any uh, anybody else today. I'm sure.
1: Oh no, not at all. I've been talking to cats all day. Oh yeah,
0: this is a weird energy to bring to a that's, podcast.
1: That's been fun because Amalthea. Really wants to cuddle with me all day. Oh, of course. But she won't sit in my lap. So uh, so not, I'm not sitting at my yet. desk. No, not for me anyways. With Sarah, okay. it's all about that lap. But so I'm sitting at my desk and she's meowing at me incessantly mm-hmm. like, hey, I want to cuddle, but not on your lap. Sure. And so she's trying to get me to go out to the couch to cuddle with her. Okay. Because she really likes... Uh, laying up against my leg while I'm sitting on the couch, and of it, it's her favorite thing to do with me for some weird reason. I'm not going to question it because cats. Well, and so yeah. she's like, "Come hang out on the couch." And I'm like, "I would if I could, you fucking cat." <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep that. Um, again, the energy's weird this week. The energy's weird, and so, but I'm like, you think I want to be sitting here doing work from home? I'm not. Sitting on the couch, watching The Good Place, which I have been binging. I just finished season one.
0: As a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, I need to get on that.
1: So um, I would much rather have been doing that than working from home. And frankly, um, I hate the fact that she thinks otherwise. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was been my day. I've been basically just telling a cat that I don't want to be working all day so this I is mean, podcast is gonna le- be weird <laughs> that being said legit feels i get that i get that a lot hmm <laughs> so anyways uh we should probably talk about mobius dick yeah mobius i think so dick as i said in the intro it's a weird energy man <laughs> <laughs> okay well, well let's let it let us actually start talking about the episode in question the episode in question season six episode 15 the episode in question <laughs> not a better uh title for the episode of Futurama, though i
0: will say um uh we start at planet express where the professor is on the widow's walk the little like balcony outside of the the lab
1: uh, okay we got one sentence in and i already have a question yes is that what that's actually called the widow's, widow's walk, walk?
0: hmm well uh, not to get too uh, ahead of ourselves, but there is, if you, it, right after, uh, later in the episode, when the first sh- crew leaves Planet Express, he installs a widow's walk, and it literally, the, the truck that pulls away says, like, widow's walk installers.
1: Okay, but is that, I mean, is that what that architecture is called? Like, because he says it so casually, like, yeah, like everybody's supposed to know this. Yeah. words. hmm
0: um, I'm assuming so. Otherwise it would be real weird for, for no one to question it at all. Anyways, he's on the I, widow's I, I imagine this feels like a, like almost like a Southern thing around the civil war where you'd put okay. uh, like on an, on a big, you know, you know, one of those big Southern homes that have like yes. huge balconies on the second floor mm-hmm. that feels like it would be known as if not like. Uh, being a scientific term of be- scientific uh, yeah. of being a widow's walk, like colloquially. Okay.
1: That's okay. what I'm feeling. I don't know. I've determined that I don't know things. Okay. Now let's rewind it. Like I, I knew this the whole time. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what a widow's walk is. So okay. he's out on the widow's walk. Yeah, of course. Who, who would ever
0: think anything <laughs> otherwise? <laughs> um. So the professor is kind of looking to the heavens and just kind of sighing. He, he's anxious and weary. Um and
1: inside Leela's like Where where's the professor? Bender says something about he's, he's probably dead. Yeah. I mean it's not a bad idea decaying yeah. in a bathtub. Sure. It, you know. how else are you gonna go? <laughs> and then the professor comes in and he announces that he was just keeping vigil for his first delivery crew, uh, which was the crew that fifty years ago, um, he sort of accidentally sent to their death. He we get sort of a flashback. I mean knowing the planet mm-hmm. express crews
0: a lot of them die
1: it's part of the job pretty much it's amazing so, that Leela and the crew hasn't died yet i know yet. right uh so he we we get a flashback because he's like i remember it like it was interesting and i gotta say for someone who gives that sort of intro this is actually a pretty interesting tale i agree so when he very first built planet express uh he scoured the hardware store parking lot for a crew and he came up with Candy, the raunchy by the books navigator. Of course. I have questions about how she can be raunchy and by the book. Is is being raunchy in the book of navigation?
0: I think so. Okay. That's the only interpretation we could possibly have here.
1: Uh Lifter, which was a like forklift robot, who he calls like handsome. Devastatingly de- handsome. Devastatingly handsome. That's how I'm going to describe myself from now on. Thank you. A devastatingly handsome forklift. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I, I can
0: think of no other better uh, description of me whatsoever.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's that track. Yeah. I'm going to get some business cards for you <laughs> that say that. I kind of hope you do. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> A a certain business card company that advertises a lot online who shall not be named screwed up my order for uh, any album you like business cards. It's disappointing. uh, PodCon, So I have a $4 credit with them. So my dude, I can get you. (laughs) you. I got the hookup. You can make it happen. I can make that awkward forklift, devastatingly handsome forklift business card happen. Excellent. I'm very excited for this. I'm not springing for the two-sided
0: printing. Oh, of course it, not. Just one side. That's all I need. You know, if you have if your title is
1: Devastatingly Handsome Forklift, what else do you need to say? <laughs> that that explains everything <laughs> in one go. And also, the captain, Captain Lando Tucker, a dedicated young man with and I don't remember how he explain describes him like uh, he, no defining characteristics. Yeah, no characteristics.
0: It's that seems uh like kind of like a takedown a little bit. Mm-hmm. but um i do want to point out that the building uh the planet express building just kind of it, 50 years ago was the first thing built in new new york at all
1: it looks like yes it's kind of out on like rural farmland almost
0: yeah and the professor goes to uh so uh <laughs> When he picks up this crew of Candy Lifter and and Captain Lando Tucker, he goes to the Homeless Depot, which is a playoff of Home Depot, which is an interesting joke. Mm
1: -hmm. Not funny. I I also. In fact, really not funny. When you were explaining the him picking up the crew and said all their names all together, I just realized that um, the crew is uh, Candy Lifter and Tucker. And I'm like, Candy Lifter and Tucker. I just met her. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad that I was able to to give you this because that's that's hilarious. Also, Zoidberg is in this flashback and he is a popular mm-hmm. and B has hair.
0: A nice brown like
1: pompadour kind of thing. Kind of like
0: Fonzie, actually.
1: Yeah. And he's like he's nice and trim. Like he's really charismatic with everyone. Yeah. And then we come back to the present and uh, they're like. Man, I can't believe Zoidberg was popular and had hair. The
0: prof the professor is like, "I never said Zoidberg had hair. If you chose to imagine if you chose to imagine him that way, it's your business."
1: <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, that's the thing we're going to focus on. All right." I like the sort of uh unreliable flashback of us apparently getting the flashback through the crew's eyes. Yeah i just like, oh, yeah, Zoidberg was handsome and had hair, obviously.
0: I also enjoy the fact that through the different flashbacks, the status of, of Zoidberg's hair kind of vacillates wildly. <laughs> he starts off with hair, then goes to no hair and then comes back with some white
1: hair. Uh huh. So the crew is going on their first mission ever. They are delivering a cookie bouquet to very important. Mm-hmm, to somebody um it's, i don't think that is really like their name is mentioned briefly it's not important yeah and so there's this whole production of them going out on this uh giant rocket mm-hmm. like really old school kind of like apollo 11 kind of stuff Yeah,
0: kind of like uh, uh armageddon a little bit
1: and so they are going and uh captain tucker is is hugging his wife and child and they're like don't forget us and he's like i won't or die trying
0: that seems to be a catchphrase he's trying to make happen and just like fetch i don't
1: think it's going to happen you know if i gotta pick one i'm gonna make fetch happen not or die trying (laughs) happen um you know that's a choice Mm -hmm. fortune cookies right the thing is you open them up you add in bed to the end of it sure go with or die trying instead Ooh, i like that it really ups the fortune cookie game, I think I think I'm gonna have to start
0: trying this, yeah I think I think you might be you might you're onto something, I think see,
1: I got ideas
0: oh Ben, I've never thought that you I, you have tons of ideas, my friend
1: so uh there's this whole launch sequence that's really reminiscent of NASA like yeah. There's a bunch of guys in in white short sleeve shirts with black ties all staring at at individual monitors that have all sorts of different metrics and things on them and uh, everything seems to be going fine until the professor gets a call that the cookie bouquet was never delivered. He drops
0: the phone receiver. It's terrible. This is this is when the professor builds the Widow's Walk with the the truck that goes by that says Widow's Walk Installations as uh, who would call it anything else am i right
1: It's obviously what it's called
0: Oh of course Um and he watches the skies for weeks with occasional breaks
1: for his grief diarrhea I mean you know when the grief diarrhea calls you better answer that phone clearly Um also I'm and there's I'm not googling anything by the way All right I hope it's, I hope it's, you're not Googling for grief diarrhea. Um, widow's walk, a railed or balustrated. Okay. Yeah, that's a word. It is. A railed or balustrated platform built on a roof originally in early New England houses, typically for providing an unimpeded view of the sea.
0: Okay. So I was Ooh. wrong mm-hmm. on my uh, theory and also totally wrong on everything about my theory. So excellent. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. I knew all of this the whole time. Oh, of I course. Was just, We're going to edit it back in the beginning. It's fine. I can edit whatever I want. You're not even here, so... <laughs> Ha-ha! <What, laughs> did I even do the podcast this week? The magic of editing. So the professor is out on the widow's walk, and he sees the ship's escape pod screaming back toward Earth, and uh, then it hits the building, and Zoidberg pops out, and he has, like white hair like very it's wild and reminiscent of like doc brown from yeah. back to the future
0: that's how i would describe it as well um he's he's like don't try to do, what happened Zoidberg? i
1: don't want to remember it was so horrible so the rest of the crew is just gone forever um they were lost we find out mm-hmm. in the bermuda tetrahedron which leela is very dismissive of the professor says great because the the next delivery
0: requires flying directly through it Leela points out you can fly around it and the professor says you could and you would be stupid not to.
1: And we also find out it's a mission to pick up a monument for the, lo- the original first crew for the 50th anniversary of their death.
0: It'll be unveiled Tuesday in front of the grieving families and they'll also have a popsicle cart. which is very exciting. I love popsicles.
1: Mm, yeah but you know not enough to get me to go to this thing i mean as i mean if i were part of a
0: grieving family of say i had you know a brother that was lost on one of these uh 50 years ago 50 years ago which means we're zooming into the future on this one because i'm not there yet (laughs) Um, you
1: are a 70 year old man i'm
0: a 70 year old man and i've been grieving for 50 years
1: I'm going to enjoy that popsicle while I grieve. Okay. Important question. Okay. Best flavor popsicle for grief for grief. This is specifically this is, for grief. Mm, this is not a, just in general.
0: This is a little different than, than just like I'm having a normal, you know, a normal day, but you know, maybe even a good day. And you're like, I, it's a little warm outside. I want to cool off with a popsicle. I probably reach for a nice strawberry raspberry. Those are good flavors to have mm-hmm. here, but for grieving, the the one flavor I always reach to, and people might think this is weird, Okay, but it's an orange cream skull.
1: Interesting. Yes, indeed. See, for grief, I'm going with grape. It turns your mouth black, which is it's like super sad. Looking. That's good. That's it actually... looks like you just uh, took a bite out of a goth or something. Mm-hmm. That's what um, I like to think of um, when I'm sad, <laughs> just taking bites out of goths. And then... Um, shout out to any goths in our audience second (laughs) i don't like the flavor because it tastes like dimetap that medicine
0: okay we have different opinions on the flavor of dimetap then because i love that i loved being sick when i was a kid because my mom's like here's some dimetap i'm like it's jam
1: if i'm already sad i'm just gonna lean into that sadness and i'm gonna have the most disappointing popsicle i can imagine that stays within the realm of actual popsicles because there are going to be worse popsicles, but none that are actually like normal popsicles people consume.
0: Yeah. You, it has to be a flavor in which you can, you don't have, it's not a home preparation you buy at a store because you're grieving. You don't have time for that to make a popsicle. Who has that time? Right. You go buy it in, in, you know, your, your Kroger's, your Albertsons, you know, you go, Mm -hmm. you go get some, you know, a good, a good popsicle. Maybe not, top level, you're grieving, so maybe a little low. And you you have your grape or you have your lemon or, you know, your cream skull or whatever and you uh you you, you sit with that and you're sad.
1: Mhm. On on the widow's walk, on staring the widow's out walk. at the sea. So they go to Xenotaph 3. This is where the monuments being made. Mhm. It seems to be just a whole community of people building monuments.
0: I imagine like th- that there's enough uh, demand for that then
1: to have an entire civilization dedicated to building monuments. And Leela gets really upset when she sees the monument because the monument has the the wrong kind of it's on Mm -hmm. it. It's got the it's with an apostrophe. Um, I don't, I didn't even write down what the whole thing said, Uh to be honest. I just wrote down that she's really upset about the grammatical error. Sure. Which as a recovering pedant, uh, I can definitely, uh, definitely relate to sure
0: it's it's one of those things that people will look at and be like well that was wrong and it's you know carved into stone or ivory or something for all time for all time there's no way to get around that
1: you can't and certainly it's, not like, re-carve it's it. not like if it was missing you just add that little apostrophe exactly back in there. that's easy no it's there and it shouldn't be mm-hmm. i mean that that takes a lot of work to, to there's fix There's no white out for
0: statues exactly You just gotta build a whole nother one you certainly
1: couldn't put a plaque on it or something so uh leela insists it's a huge deal despite the fact that this guy's like no 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 it's fine no one's even gonna notice he does call it a minor error and so i mean you know it is kind of a minor error it's true no Um,
0: everybody recognizes what it what it means
1: so they cut off an entire giant elephant tusk Mm mm-hmm Just to redo it. Yep. Because Leela says it's got to be redone. It's got to be accurate. And so they are now behind um, because they uh, spent all this time waiting for this monument to be rebuilt. Mm -hmm. There's no way they're ever going to make it in time for this Tuesday memorial. Uh, Leela decides we can make it if we cut through the Bermuda Tetrahedron. They start going into this tetrahedron as this big giant um, shape in the sky in in space. That's like glowing red. Yeah. And they enter it. And Zoidberg almost immediately starts having flashbacks. I don't blame him. Um, also, all the <laughs> dials are going crazy. And Amy says that the <laughs> dials are terrified. Hey man, I think that you should listen to the dials on this one. <laughs> they
0: call the, the red like electricity storm, Tickle Me Elmo's Fire.
1: It's such a weird it's joke. It's
0: such a weird joke. Um, and Leela's like, look, that wasn't so bad until they run. And it's like, there's no big
1: thing going on. And then they immediately run into a big thing. Also, you want to talk about Futurama's great use of very dated jokes well after the fact. Tickle Me Elmo <laughs> jokes in, what, 2012? yeah. Just nailing it. it. Good
0: job. You just gotta make it. the jokes when you got when you have the time. <laughs> it's like we've been wanting to put these two things forever together forever. It's time we're doing it. Just I, I'm not let getting let we anybody get away. We've been trying
1: to get a tickle me Elmo joke in since 1999, and we just haven't. 2012 is close enough. Yeah, That's
0: exactly. Fine. It's like all the jokes that we make that are super topical,
1: uh huh, of which yeah, I, I, I went have on... no no memory of any of them. I, uh, Our friends over at the Macintosh and Mod podcast recently reviewed Ghost, the oh. movie, <laughs> and I went on a whole rant about how ruining pottery as a ghost is not sexy. Uh-huh, that was... <laughs> i still have feelings about it i i, so I had forgotten that about joke. timely references <laughs>
0: yeah i had forgotten from
1: yours truly
0: i had forgotten the rant and hilarity of that so the fact that it was just rushed back into my brain i'm pretty sure as a positive memory i'm pretty sure <laughs> can't tell if it was a flashback or positive memory but i'm acting as if it was positive
1: they hit a, a space wrecked ship it, and they um, call it a
0: spaceship uh, cemetery basically.
1: Yeah, Fry calls it a spaceship graveyard right. and uh is really upset that they had to of course come at night because it's extra spooky.
0: Uh-huh. It's also space though. There's you know no real concept of that.
1: <laughs> mhm. Hermes points out some very famous ships that have ended up lost here in this graveyard including the Garmin and the Tom Tom. Sure. Which are, of course, consumer GPS devices. Sure. And I have some questions about this joke because... I have no problems with it. Well, they're, <laughs> it's just they're not ships. So is it implying that just these GPS things suck so bad that you end up lost in a Bermuda... Four-dimensional space—that's certainly possible. I do. I do kind of either like
0: the idea that they're like, okay, GPS around Earth is great, but we're going off into space now. We got to do this in space. You know, have all these—I don't know how you do it. I'm not a scientist. Actually, kind of am, but never mind. It's a different science. <laughs> sure. Yes. Um. <laughs> but but you got to You got to get ships out in space. Maybe satellites around other planets. And how do you do? you know, positioning in just open space. Uh, and so you have these ships and they fall into this tetrahedron. I, I don't see a problem with it. Okay.
1: Uh, to your point, or or, or, alternatively, the satellites got real confused. So to your point, um, I am also not a scientist. I'm going to say the way you make something into space is you put the word space in front of it Mm -hmm. because you had ships and now you've got spaceships. Boom. It's in space. Done it. I think you just went galaxy brain on me. You got you got pirates, space pirates. Now they're oh, pirates wow. in space. We've seen those in an episode. That's true. They're real. You've got whales. Plus are the bad guys in the Metroid series, which is a game that I love. Sure. You've got whales. You put space in front of it. Now they're space whales. It's, it's, Speaking it's, of it's, space whales. It's foolproof. Oh, I do want to point out, because okay. Okay, I thought it was very funny, that uh, they're looking at the uh the wreckage of the old planet express ship sure and there's got a big chunk out of its side and amy's like what caused all that damage could it have been flavor blasted <laughs> uh, <laughs> i didn't write that down but i do i
0: it was it, i think that was one of the the the, the times i laughed at this episode it was very
1: good i love it a lot i'm going to describe everything as flavor blasted um mm-hmm. I've I've got a a big old dent on my um or a, a part with a paint sort of chipping off my uh the hood of my or the roof of my car. Okay, I'm gonna describe that if ever asked about it. Not that anyone's gonna ever ask about it. I'm gonna describe that as that's where my car got flavor blasted. So I just I kind of want to role play this for a moment. Um, okay, I'll
0: be somebody that's ask that's talking to you, and you'll be you. So the roles are going to be pretty okay. pretty pl- Hel- fluid here.
1: Hello someone who's talking to me. I am me.
0: Hey you. Um I have a question about your car. What's this going on top of the roof of your
1: car here? Oh, that's where it got flavor blasted. And scene. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, I was expecting that you were going to ask, like, "Oh, well, like, how did that happen?" I was going to be like, "Do I go with the Cheetos? Do I go with the Doritos?" I,
0: no, I, I, you're right. I think I ended the scene a little too early, but at this point, we can't go back to it. We we just have to keep moving. It's forward.
1: done. It's it's done, and just you know lives what? in the ages now. Yeah,
0: we. You know, you learn when you when you make mistakes. You
1: learn, and uh, you got to move forward. Speaking of being flavor blasted, they go <laughs> they they sort of make their way across to the old Planet Express ship on this sort of line.
0: Mm-hmm. They're all wearing like bright yellow space suits that look like like almost like uh rain those raincoats that they like the Gordon's fishermen wear.
1: They see that the crew must have escaped uh, or the 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 disaster must have happened like really quick because their mcdonald's value dinner is still there on the table after 50 years
0: zoidberg remembers this is the thing that traumatized him such a meal to go to waste and then devours it he's finally now i can have closure
1: zoidberg just got flavor blasted on the inside (laughs) where it belongs that's a good point. I do think <laughs> flavor blasting bel-
0: belongs on the inside, even though it happens. Now, ho- hold on. I just I, There's yes. a duality to this. The flavor mm-hmm. blasting happens on the outside of the foods, but the foods are supposed to go on the inside of you. So there's uh. a duality to that
1: I, that I so, appreciate. So, okay, you've got a point, because when you eat a flavor blasted thing, that thing has already been flavor blasted. Exactly. You are not flavor blasting your taste buds
0: i do now have the concept of me getting in the you know like y- y- a tanning <laughs> chamber but instead of like that fake tan it's just cool ranch flavor
1: cool ra- uh Cool cool and ranch, i'm just yeah. cool
0: ranch blasted uh, from head to toe and you know you know <laughs> i when i go in those tanning booths, as i often do as a not pale individual I think, you know, just Flavor Blast get good layers on it, and it'll just seep in. You'll be so Uh Flavor Blasted that you'll be Flavor Blasted from skin to core. I hate this.
1: (laughs) No, I think it's good. I hate everything that is going on in this podcast right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did I mention the weird energy? Uh Uh-huh. So Did I mention um, my desire to be Flavor Blasted over
1: and over again? Oh, you've mentioned that. Uh, So... At this point, a big <laughs> portal opens up in space time and a huge white whale comes out. Uh Zoeyberg's like, oh, yeah, there was also
0: a giant whale. Bender's like, hey, look at this giant space fish. And Leela then has an, a discussion. Well, it's not really a fish. It's a mammal. And Bender's like, oh, I'm I'm being and learning.
1: Uh Yeah, that's uh-huh he died as he lived. Mm-hmm. However, they do and they learned. are
0: able to jump out of the sh- the old planet express ship towards the current ship and they get in their usual positions and uh, try to fly away from the space whale. Um the space whale starts chasing it um and to end to end the chase and those are scare quotes um the whale jumps into a wormhole. The crew's like, "Good news friends, we're done. we we've beat it." Suddenly it emerges out of a wormhole right behind the ship, and Zyber's like, Panic jerks
1: <laughs> Which is a great, great line. Yep, and this is when we find out that it is no ordinary space whale, it's a oh, fourth, fourth th- dimensional space whale. It only so bre- not only did we add space to the word whale, we've added four dimensional, dimensional. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, it only breaches our universe
0: to hunt and fill its lungs with vacuum. <laughs> Which is just an incredible idea.
1: Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> I've got nothing for up, that, same. man. I,
0: I, I'm not that kind
1: of scientist. Leela is obsessed with the idea that the only thing that is important is getting out and delivering this monument, because that is the mission. Mm-hmm. And then at that exact moment, the whale just chomps down on that monument and eats it in one bite and then uh also ends up eating the engine of the ship um and i think it's very important that you say
0: obsessed that's that's something oh, we're gonna need to put a pin in that was very intentional my dude oh i well, i know i'm just i'm pointing it out for the listener now
1: now we're just really doing a poor job because <laughs> now i'm just pointing out a thing that maybe the listener already got Ben and Mike explain their podcast to each other, and through that, the listener. See episode <laughs> 95. You are still in hell, listeners. Good job. It's it's back to the future I'm explaining is what it is. Uh-huh. Yep, that sounds bad. Except we only do that to each other. <laughs> which it's our podcast, so That's true. <laughs> this, what is this? Man, we need to figure out a way to get out on days where we're snowed in, <laughs> man. I can't I, believe people in the, stuck in the polar vortex were stuck indoors for like four days. Yeah, we barely four made days. it an hour or a day
0: just before losing our freaking minds. Leela calls for the solar sails to be raised because she's going to go after that Mobius dick.
1: And uh, they are like, nope, you are just obsessed with this stupid thing. Let's just go. Leela says in space, the captain's word is law. She
0: might even marry Hermes to Bender against their will.
1: Which that is the weirdest <laughs> threat that I have ever heard in, for anything. No, but I'm
0: kind of here for it. It's a pretty good threat. It's almost a non sequitur, but it's a good
1: threat. I mean, it's not a it's not a great threat if you want to, like, you know, be like, oh, if you if you keep uh, stealing things, I'm going to cut your hand off so you can't steal it anymore. Sure. Like, you know, like you said, it's a non sequitur. So it doesn't really teach them the value of anything. It just punishes them.
0: I mean, they are (laughs) they are the Planet Express crew. They kind of they kind of know what's going on. Ridiculous things happen to them almost
1: surprisingly on a weekly basis. So we get a sailing montage mm-hmm. where we get this sort of sea chanty sort of music. They raise the solar sails and they sing a song and dance around a, a keg of grog. Emperor grog,
0: space grog.
1: Then... uh Someone, I don't remember who, someone says that leela has gone from crazy like a fox to crazy like Fox News, which... uh, I believe that's Amy. Pretty nice nice dig back Mm -hmm. from 2012. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to talk about jokes from... I mean, no, Fox News has always been kind of crazy. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: I do like in the montage, uh, she's like staring at a map on the side of the wall and puts a (laughs) pin through it. And you can hear it breach through the hull of the ship. And it just sucks almost everything in there into space, and then Bender plugs the hole. It's very, it's very funny to me.
1: I was gonna say that, like, man, you got to get some stronger walls. But a lot of the like lunar lander stuff was just—it was basically tin foil. It's true, yeah, because they had to keep that as light as possible. Now, when you've got an interstellar spaceship, I would hope that it's a little bit more robust. Sure, but. Um, Especially
0: with an engine that moves the universe around it instead of it through the universe.
1: I do also like the line where Bender is up in the crow's nest looking through a uh, paper towel tube Mm -hmm. that he's using as a telescope. He's like, things look bad enough without having to look closer at them, which (laughs) is some very good wisdom from Bender, I must say.
0: It's true. I I also like that quite a lot. Um, He also sees the whale. It's like, it's come out. Or some, I don't remember what. He doesn't use Bodhi terms. And Lila yells at him, use Bodhi language.
1: And he's like, thar she blows. So they decide to, or Leela commands that they chase it and uh, asks if anybody can harpoon it. And this Amy, is- <laughs> Amy points out that she spent a semester harpooning giraffes which are basically land space whales.
0: I see no problem with any of this, <laughs>
1: except for all of them. Uh-huh. No, that definitely tracks from start <laughs> to finish, and there's no problems with harpooning giraffes. In Africa. Not at all. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out that sarcasm before anybody goes on record saying yeah. that I'm cool with harpooning yeah. giraffes.
0: No, it's bad. Uh, what wh- wh- It's unexplained and terrible. Terrible and terrifying. Did you just say terrible? Yes, I did. Terrible. And you know that it's documented mm-hmm. on this podcast that I'm bad at words. <laughs> All words, bad at them.
1: No, I'm just, I'm or accidental on, wordplay. Uh, after we talked about Kung Pao enter the fist last week, I definitely watched it. And so I've definitely got that part in it where he's <laughs> like, killing is bad and wrong. There should be a harsher word to really encapsulate how bad and wrong it is. Like, badong yes killing is badong so when you <laughs> so when you went to terraful i was like no i'm into that that's my new aesthetic for 2019 <laughs> i must do the opposite of killing so it's the opposite of badong gnaw <laughs> i love that movie it's so dumb uh, oh
0: man i i should really re-watch that movie
1: <laughs> so um anyways leela tosses over the harpoon gun amy manages to harpoon it and, and she does have a flashback to it and when you think it might stop her from harpooning she
0: gets angry and then harpoons even harder
1: and uh so she hits it and it's pulling on this rope and then she comes back down and she's like well i harpooned it what now <laughs>
0: very matter of fact leela is like i thought it would kill them, kill the whale to harpoon it. But I guess I was wrong. And they and don't, then, and they don't seem to have a second, a plan B on this.
1: No, they really don't. They kind of put all their eggs into kill the whale with a harpoon basket. A single harpoon for this giant whale. Yes, the rope sort of hits the end of that spool, and then they get tugged along behind this whale. And the crew kind of like
0: gets smashed up all together against the wall. Uh, Leela's like, "Oh, I'll go." Drop the anchor and then the anchor kind of smashes them back. It's very good. It's a very good visual gag, which is
1: hard to describe on a podcast. Speaking of visual gags, then they they get sucked down into the fourth dimension. <laughs> yeah, this is hard to describe. And everything gets real trippy. Everything is sort of echoing, like uh, visual echoes, mm-hmm. I guess, is the way I'm going to describe that. I think that's a good description of it. It There's also, sort of a they- trail behind everybody and they go forward and then... Like they, because they're talking, and then what they say gets played backward. Yeah, Inclu- it's all including, very weird.
0: Including fries, very pithy. Poop, <laughs> <laughs> poop. It's very good. <laughs> I, I've I've got nothing else. I just really enjoyed when when he recognized that poop would
1: be the same both ways. I apropos of backward. Things. okay i had a friend in high school who learned how to sing macho man backwards and then so he could <laughs> sing it and then you'd reverse it and then it was a really close approximation of of the song macho man i have a large amount of questions <laughs> okay go ahead first
0: let's just start why
1: so he had a a back in the day of like windows 98 okay right uh, he got this. He he managed to get a whole collection of like Simpsons sounds from the internet. Sure. And there's a, a clip where as you do, Homer is eating nachos out of a nacho hat. Okay. And he's singing Nacho Man. Sure. Of and course, because, because we didn't really have anything better to do with computers in in 1999, he would take it into the little uh, waveform editor and then reverse it. And then he, for some reason, decided that he was going to memorize what it sounded like when it was reversed. Uh,
0: th- I, that's that's a good explanation so boredom. of boredom of. OK, all right. Because I was like, that's a good explanation of the mechanics of how he did it. Not <laughs> addressed is the question, which was Why? <laughs> boredom i get i do remember the halcyon days of 1999 and having nothing to do with a computer being like i mean i've i can't get online right now because my mom's on a f- phone call or something i don't know
1: and I, can't. I made a whole website of midi files because i didn't know what else to do with the internet <laughs> and i thought midis were the coolest thing mm-hmm. i i did i did the
0: the you know probably standard thing of making a geocities website for my film critiques how many of those film critiques were UHF? I don't think I. It, it, if it was 1999, it was probably. I didn't actually see UHF because it was out of print for a while. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't think I saw it until like 2004 or five. Okay. Because they had to reissue it. Mm-hmm. But i had been like on the case trying to find it. Um. So no, it was not UHF. So they were not all glowing reviews. Okay. I showed this to teachers. <laughs> i remember oh no i remember when i when i was uh talking to my computer science teacher in, in high like high school like saying okay she asked me well what programming languages do you have have you used and i'm like well i've i i've done a little bit of html and css and she's like <laughs> no those are not programming <laughs> languages mm-hmm. and i remember being
1: embarrassed that i even said those things and looking back i should be so, anyways, they have this whole fourth dimension trippy sequences. Macho Man is not sung at all during the sequence. It's unfortunate. Um, and, um... See, now I'm like, how did he do... Cause it was like... <laughs> I'll see if I can i'll see how that sounds later and if it's good i'll leave it in and if not it's not going into the thing because that's the magic of editing baby so (laughs) i was honestly not ready for that and i you you remembered a lot of
0: that you remembered way more than i expected you to Uh remember from something a friend did
1: we'll we'll see how good it was it was it was kind of good i kind of hope it stays in so they go through their fourth dimension trippy mm-hmm. moment. Um, and then they end up in this field of space which turn out to be giant diamonds.
0: Uh, ben- Bender hears this and is like, well, you know, I got to get me some of those. Uh, he goes to the crow's nest and then one just kind of smashes
1: into his body, making a lot of him fall out of it. As the crew is sort of talking about mutiny, Leela is this, close to f- uh force marrying fry and zoidberg mm-hmm. especially when hermes says that B-
0: bender is one of planet express m- expresses most expensive appliances
1: and uh they still manage to cut the line and the whale swims away uh and then it eats most of the crew and also the front half of the ship
0: uh leela has already put on a space helmet and jumps out of the front of the ship at the space whale with an oxo good grips cheese knife
1: that's a very specific detail it's, that you happen to notice
0: it's a it's a very specific detail that she explicitly states in the in the, in the episode and i was like that is a fantastic detail leela thank you and also it doesn't do much
1: because it's a cheese knife and then she also gets eaten so because the stabbing doesn't go very well at all And Zoidberg escapes in an escape pod and you can see his stress hair growing out again. I do like how in real time, I
0: like how the stress hair grows out brown and then turns white. It doesn't grow out white. I really appreciate that. It's the little details. (laughs) So we get, we see the professor back on the widow's walk, which of course, everybody knows what's, why it's called We all know what that is. Exactly. And didn't ever
1: need to look it up.
0: Never, ever. Um, and the escape pod, just as it has in the past, comes
1: smashing into the side of the building. Zoidberg emerges, screams, and is like, hello. So inside the space whale, uh, Fry's like, it's like that Bible guy who got swallowed by the whale, Pinocchio. I do love it when he's on the dumber side of the elastic intelligence, and when he just when he sort of he, almost gets there, he's and so then close. He's, he last minute zags back into mm-hmm. stupidity. Yeah, it's very good. They managed to find some the the whale's four dimensional bowels, mm-hmm. which is just bowels in this big figure eight like Mobius strip yeah. sort of pattern. Uh, which Amy points out, Einstein was right. at, at least he had this. A whale with four-dimensional bowels. Lando, Captain Lando Tucker is in the uh, mucosal wall of the stomach, is what I'm going to go with. <laughs> sure. I had no good Getting words for this. Getting devoured. That is it. true. Digested, if you will. It's kind of gross. Kind of? It is very gross.
0: We're talking about bowels, my friend. We sure are. <laughs> Um, not the
1: first time on this podcast oh no. either
0: <laughs> it's it's a recurring segment
1: back that's, to the Futurama bowel talk that's a well that Futurama just keeps going to it's a bad well we shouldn't go to it but they do and yet we do and then you enjoy our, our verbal leavings nice so uh <laughs> moving on ha moving moving squeak <laughs> <This laughs> have to cool. stop yep
0: <laughs> we have to stop with these puns.
1: Captain Lando Tucker tells Leela that she is obsessed because she's a captain and captains uh, get its just their natural state, yeah. I guess, to the, be obsessed. The, the whale feeds on obsession
0: and the whales also figured out space captains are a real good supply of that. Um, Lando is nearly sucked dry of his obsession and apparently life force. Um, so the whales insides are, trying to take Leela with weird tendrils as the new source of obsession.
1: Then uh, Leela is trying to argue this point And then all of a sudden she realized, oh, I'm already like in the lining of the stomach. So cool.
0: I am the whale. Is her dramatic ending of the I'm not the whale speech. So didn't right. go
1: great. Well, because uh, Lando Tucker is like, um, but don't you see, you're so obsessed that you are the whale. The whale is you like, it's his whole sure. circular argument that he kind of goes on. Um, so that's really just an extension of that. Um, I do have a note that says that the, the whales, uh, exhale looks really cool. Cause it like shoots out of its blowhole and it's sort of like a cool fractal pattern. Yeah, I, I thought I really that was liked.
0: really cool as well. And definitely caught on that, that fractal kind of spray i it's
1: a really cool visual it's an awesome effect agreed it's probably my favorite thing about this episode to be honest i don't know i just think it looks awesome
0: i'm not sure about that there is a lot of talk about four-dimensional bowels i mean
1: you know and you know how we love to talk
0: about bowels on the show
1: two-dimensional three-dimensional four-dimensional it doesn't matter i feel like two-dimensional bowels will come up later I believe kay. there's an
0: episode where where that is a plot point.
1: Oh good. So we've already talked 3-dimensional and now we're doing 4-dimensional and then we'll drop it back down to 2. Perfect. We're doing it Great. right. So back at Planet Express, it must be Tuesday because they're doing the uh the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. uh memorial. There's a big banner that says 50 years of grieving. except now good good discussion now that 50 years of grieving isn't just these people have been grieving for 50 years it's been this company is just one big thing of grieving for the past 50 years because our first crew (laughs) and our latest crew both got lost in the bermuda tetrahedron along with the other crews that just died (laughs) lots of them mostly to space wasps it's space wasps or a high percentage space wasps or space uh whales that's it there's the only two con- ways you can end see space wasps also they just put the word space in front of that is also true i'm gonna change my name to space ben and then i'll be flying around space tomorrow wow i mean boom I, this is that easy this is a,
0: a time where it's it's not you
1: dress for the job that you want but you rename yourself to the job that you want space jam boom that was a jam and it was in space and it
0: was certainly in space that is correct
1: the monstars they were from space yeah Mm -hmm. ignore the fact that most of the jam actually took place in uh, cartoon land but that's you know but it was a different space you know anyways the, the crowd uh or when the professor's like in lieu of a monument let's offer up a a loving prayer and they all boo at him (laughs) because people want their monuments he responds with no refunds and then at that point the space whale shows up and zoidberg's like i just remembered that's the guy
0: i do love how zoidberg head fins extends and the the music swells a little bit and then when the the whale shows up his horror hair comes up he's like now horror hair come on
1: uh the whale just straight up body slams the planet express building almost like it's landing the mouth opens up and this bright light comes out of the mouth and lila walks out with all these guts tendrils coming off of her Mm -hmm. and she says that her obsession was so strong that she was able to take over the whale and pilot it to complete her delivery and then out the blowhole comes the monument that was her delivery this whole time Mm. crushing the poor popsicle vendor he was just trying to serve up popsicles at a, a sad uh, memorial event. If you are a working man on Futurama, watch out. You're going to get crushed by a statue. Pretty much. that uh, Working folks just do not have much luck. They really do show. not. Getting crushed by things or disintegrated by things sure. or eaten by things. Just mm-hmm. all sorts of things happening to
0: them that that are all bad, most of which re- end in
1: death. They're like, well, what happened to everyone else? And so everyone else comes out, mm-hmm. including Doctor Who is in there. Yeah,
0: the uh, the fourth doctor. Yeah, With I really love big, that. Big, big, big scarf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do really love that Lando's wife sho- like walks towards the monuments like this is how I'm going to always remember him. And Lila's like, too bad because he's
1: still alive. And he like you can see bones yeah, it, like he is just eaten through. He's worse for wear. <laughs> we'll put it that way. And so the Planet Express crew and the old Planet Express crew and some astronauts and Doctor Who, for some reason, mm-hmm. all come out of this male, this whale's mouth. With, without aging a day. And it turns out that the Mobius colon uh, must endlessly recycle time and space. And Scruffy's like, yep. That stands up to scrutiny. This is who, <laughs> Scruffy, as always, our scientific
0: voice of reason. Mm-hmm. I this, I see no problem.
1: And then uh, we end the episode with uh, Candy. The uh, uh, how was she described earlier? The the raunchy but the raunchy by the books navigator mm-hmm. is like, hey, Doctor Zoidberg. Oh no, she calls him John. Yeah. She calls him by his first name. She's like, hey, Johnny. We're going to pick up where we left off. And then he combs back his hair like the fawns. And he's like, hey. And, and all this is happening after Leela's like,
0: anybody want to everybody want to go kill this space whale? Yeah, let's go. So they're all mm-hmm. destroying the space whale. And Candy and Zoidberg and, are reconnecting, if you will.
1: Uh-huh. Nothing sets the, the mood like a uh, little killing giant four dimensional space whales.
0: You know what I I honestly think that does get me in some kind of mood. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I really think sets the mood. Grades.
0: This episode is, it's kind of out there. I I kind of
1: <laughs> you could say that.
0: <laughs> that's fair. I kind of so when when Futurama really goes for it on these kind of like conceptual, conceptual. Th- Especially because this is a whole like allegory or not even an allegory. They basically lifted Moby Dick and put it in space. Um Uh huh. I mean, even the episode title is Moby as Dick. Exactly. So. so I I mean I I I recognize what they've done and I think it's it's certainly a you know, if you didn't know Moby Dick, it's a standalone twenty two minute episode that's enjoyable, it's funny. Uh you have actual character growth uh a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a little bit more of the history and world building around Planet Express and why some of the how the professor reacts to things and 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 you know, Zoidberg having being friendly with previous crews, which is not something that's usually shown. And uh, the crews being friendly with him. Exactly. And and I think it, it's it's pretty funny, although I don't I'd almost argue that the the funniness of this is secondary to the kind of out there not parody, but parody of Moby Dick and okay. putting it out into this weird scientific space. I, d- I don't know how to describe it because it's so bizarre to have this four-dimensional space whale going through space-time and going th- about it and filling its lungs with vacuum and things like that. I did enjoy it, although I don't think it's one of those ones that's for everybody. I would almost say that this is... Uh, this is I think this more more than a lot of other Futurama is up to personal tastes. Um, OK, but for me, I didn't I actually liked it. I don't think it's my favorite, certainly, but I definitely don't think it's a bad episode of Futurama. So I think I'm going to give it a B.
1: Yeah, I this one. It's it's hard to judge these ones that are just like you said, they're so out there. You know, they're very obviously going for that Moby Dick mm-hmm. uh, comparison. And as a result, you get characters acting a little bit out of their set patterns, I guess. Sure. Like, you know, we've established that Lila's a captain, so therefore she gets really obsessed. And it's like, I've never seen her get obsessed about anything other than like maybe Adlai Atkins. But like...
0: I'm not... uh, I mean, I don't think to the extent of the whale and her delivery, but I do think that she... Wants to stick with the usual goal, I, I think. And I think that can be construed as obsession, but not to, not to, sure. not to argue. So,
1: but yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it, it feels, you know, when you do something like that, you sort of have to take the setting out to fit in with your little parody. You have to make the character sort of fit into that. It always just comes off feeling a little bit odd to me. Okay. um, And... You know, I think I think the jokes are still pretty good. You know, there are definitely a lot of things that I laughed at, but as far as a sort of coherent setting and characters, it sort of breaks away from that. Not quite as bad as like a non-canonical episode or anything, sure. but it feels like they almost kind of wanted to push it that far, and it just doesn't do it for me as much. I don't think it's bad. It's just uh i i don't think it's quite my style okay and uh i'm sort of sitting right on the c plus b minus range okay um and i'm not really sure what to go with that um i will give it the benefit of the doubt and say b minus okay but it is right there on that that border Mm -hmm. uh for me sure is it is it one that you would I, I certainly I don't think it's one of the
0: ones that you'd go out of your way to watch. Like, put, find the DVD, put it in. But if certainly if it's on Comedy Central or, if, or on yeah, syndication somewhere, definitely I'd watch it.
1: Yeah, if it's on, I'll I'll watch it. Um, if I am if if I am just sitting down to watch an episode or two of Futurama, uh, it's not gonna be one that I throw on. But in in fairness, not really many of them in the Comedy Central era are, and. I I admit part of that's my own bias in the fact that I've seen the original four seasons sure. so many times. And this is maybe my third or fourth time watching this episode. That's fair. Um, these ones just don't have that sort of longevity with me. Um, and so I fully admit that anything in this era is coming up against some pretty rough biases because I'm inevitably going to compare it to the ones that I know better um, and that's just kind of how it has to be. Unfortunately, yeah. there's no real getting in, getting around that bias.
0: That is true, um, but but I think you know when you have a four dimensional space whale, at least for me, that's an enjoyable episode.
1: Fair enough, <laughs> but we want to know what you think about this episode: four dimensional space whales, four dimensional bowels, um, references to GeoCities. <laughs> <laughs> what what weird stupid thing did you do with the internet in 1999 for lack of anything better to do with it what have you learned backwards uh-huh send us send us clips of you saying things backwards and then i <laughs> will keep forward ask- i will make them go forward and we'll see how well you do we, we keep asking for clips of things it's because nobody sent me a clip of what they want or what they need clamped so i'm i'm digging for those uh we won't stop asking until you give us clips of you doing something anything. Uh-huh so in any case, um, <laughs> we want to just hear from you and there are plenty of ways that you can do that. You can email us at back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com You can tweet at us at back to Futurama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. <laughs> And we are on
0: Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So find us there, review us, rate us, subscribe, and let's all get lost in a four dimensional bowel with our friends.
1: Cool. Or just don't do that. Do all the other things. <laughs> that last one, uh, I will leave up to now your here, own discretion. Let me argue. Ma- let me make one argument. Okay, make an argument for the fourth dimensional bowel. You do not age while you're in it. That's a pretty good argument for the four dimensional bowel exactly Mm -hmm. i've been thinking about this quite a lot
0: it may or may not be my retirement plan
1: hey okay that's not bad having a plan is important anyways i think that is all we've got for this week uh we're also on patreon uh we are so if you if you really enjoyed this conversation about four-dimensional bowels oh yes i can only imagine (laughs) Also, Sarah just walked in like a minute ago and came right into me talking about four dimensional bowels and only getting one side of this conversation. I'm sure that's even better than usual. Oh, I'm sure she's loving this. (laughs) Anyways, yes, we're on Patreon, patreon Patreon.com/slash Back to Futurama. We we love you even if if you if you donate or if you don't or if you
0: you stop listening to the podcast after this one. We understand. We love you. You at least came uh, to the end of this one, hopefully. If you're hearing this, you did.
1: Yes. And uh, anyways, until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the the world world of of tomorrow. tomorrow. Wow, that's that's bad. (laughs) That's really hard to do.